You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about scott walker scott four in the room i have rob yes, sir. adam john mm-hmm. and ben uh-huh. mm-hmm. scott four is scott walker's fourth studio solo album it was originally released on november 69 under his birth name noel scott engel on the phillips record label the producer was john franz and the genre is baroque pop and avant-garde and from all music review richie underberger walker dropped out of the british top 10 with his fourth album but the result was probably his finest 60s LP. While the tension between the bloated production of his introspective, ambitious lyrics remains, much of the -the over-the-top bombast of the orchestral arrangements has been refined, leaving a relatively stripped-down approach that complements his songs rather than smothering them. This is the first Walker album to feature an entirely original material, and his songwriting is more lucid and cutting. Several of the tracks stand among his finest, The Seventh Seal, based on the classic film by Igmar Bergman, and it features remarkably ambitious and relatively successful lyrics set against a haunting Ennio Americone-style arrangement. The Old Man Back Again also echoes Morricone and tackles no less ambitious lyrics dedicated to the Neo-Stalin regime. Hero of the War is also one of Walker's better vignettes, serenading his war hero with a cryptic mix of tribute and irony. Other songs show engaging folk, country, and soul influences that were largely buried on his previous solo albums. All right, what do we think of Scott Four? I can tell you what it what I immediately thought of after listening for thirty seconds. Yep, and the, I don't. I'm not attempting to use this in any sort of silly way, but I think it sounds like. Chiller Tom Jones. Oh, dude, I thought it sounded like Goth Neil Diamond. <laughs> yeah, see, I think I think we're on yeah. the same page. Uh, yeah, it's got like he sings like Frankie Valley style. He's like, a crooner. Yeah, over like you know this sort of like folk baroque and yeah. It there's the first song reminds me of the Tom Jones song, the the young New Mexican puppeteer. It's this weird song that's like sort of got the like the like the big horn section and it's a very like story of like that's clearly not his experience that he's telling yeah i thought it was a pretty pretty like over the top yeah but also somehow way chiller than tom jones (laughs) yeah i was interested in in the production this one versus the other one the other one he had been doing jacques burrell songs this one he wrote all his own material which i thought was that's cool i always like it when an artist like 
picks up on that and starts to do these like sort of ambitious songs or weird songs about the seventh seal and yeah uh about war and and things i don't know how much i latched on to this because it, it just seems to teeter on that vocal performance which is good i i like crooners for the most part but it just kind of goes and goes and goes yeah, yeah. It doesn't grab you. It it sort of is a lot more introspective. I could see using one of his songs really effectively in a soundtrack to a movie. I found, like, I was trying to think of it in a way where it's like, what is the modern application of this music? Because listening to the album, I was like, "Mm, I don't really care about this. I don't hate it. I just, it's not grabbing me. I don't love the vocal performance, though it's obviously very competent. Um... But I do think you could apply one of these songs really well uh, to like a cool. Yeah. You, I could see like a cool movie playing this out. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, do you guys think it's in here because Scott Walker sort of stretches, sort of toes the line of first becoming sort of like a pop icon, and now later he's do- doing a little bit more artsy. Avant garde. He doesn't stop here either. He gets right. more and more avant garde. Yeah. He, you know, he, he's still recording. He's on 4AD now. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I knew he, he just did a soundtrack to a, a Natalie Portman movie oh, about uh, a pop singer. Vox Lux or something? Yep. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, I think that's his. That's not the trailer. Yeah. Sa- yeah. Him and, yeah, how do you say it? Sia? Sia? I thought it was Sia. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard much of, I haven't heard any that, to I know, that I know of of his current stuff, but, yeah, I I have heard that it, he just, he started out like, you know, like teen pop. And by by here, he's like pushing, you know, just like the limits of pop music. But I, I, I hear that this is just like a jumping off point almost. Like, uh, yeah, this after this came out, I mean, it didn't chart. And he did three or four albums that were kind of tanked. And he uh, no original material. Uh, yeah, was just he, like f- filling out contractual obligations. Yeah, he was just like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. He kind of self admitted that like he just didn't care anymore and wasn't into it. Even the album covers of like those four that you're talking about looked like something that you could like buy from an infomercial. Let's slap together. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't even look like like he gave a shit at all what it looked like. You know. Save that uh, budget and uh, right. <laughs> just throw together a cover. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about this album. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I like I, a lot of it. I think there's some interesting stuff. I think that it's, it sort of, he's the first to give the the vocal styling that later becomes popular in a variety of different singers. Like, yeah. I, I, I thought, like you guys said, Tom Jones and like a gothier Neil Young, and I was like, well, Neil who's Diamond. in Neil, Neil Diamond. Diamond? Sorry, yeah, not Neil Young. That'd be a totally different story, but... I would listen to God Neil Young. But I was like, oh, yeah, well, if you want to hear Ian Curtis scat, like, <laughs> he got a little oh bit of that. Oh, my God, when he does like, the, like, the doobie yeah, yeah. 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 I was so... Like, the song Get Behind Me, track yep. nine, I was so on board with it. And then at the very end, it's like, dweeba, dweeba, yeah, da, dweeba. <laughs> And that's not the first time yeah. he dweebas or dwop do days. No. Uh, he dweebas every now and again, and he'll noobidly do uh, the old man is back again. It's like, pretty groovy, you're getting into it. And then it's like, scabbity deep. Yeah, that's why I, I was saying, like, old man's back again. four seasons almost. Like, like it's got this, like, it's got this, like, what's the word? Casino or, like, dinner theater quality. Theatrical. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, he's not, like, like, theater, but, like, 
Like, I feel like I'm in New Jersey. Like at, beef and boards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. like dinner yeah. theater? Yeah. <laughs> just like a little bit. Where's the carving station? Like, <laughs> wondering just what these young hotheads want of us. And Andre V, he cries with eyes that ring like chimes. His anti-worlds go spinning through his head. He burns them in his dreams. For half awake, they may as well be dead. The old man's back again. I see he's back again. see a soldier he's standing in the rain for him there's no old man I don't know just the the style is still feels really yeah old. the production I would say the backing production like just imagine this with some like and his vocal avant- choices and yeah I guess so he does have a very I mean he he does it one way he has a, a way. Si- singular way. <laughs> yeah, I, but I just, like, I could totally, like, watch a, a movie about, like, an aspiring artist, you know, who's like, yeah. you gotta sing the songs the way we do them here in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, but I want to write about in my version. Like, Come, I've, I've set the barrel on fire. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. You yeah. can have your Bergman, but you're gonna do it flamenco style. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually, that's one of the more successful songs on the album. I, I agree. <laughs> the Seventh Seal, the the opening track, like I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it still feels like a little like, you know, he's like describing it from first person, and it's like I feel like we got this like sort of Morricone, Morricone, but you know, like also sort of something else. Background music. He's singing like a East Coast crooner. And then there's this whole other element of theatricality. And I feel like he's really mixing a lot of styles and sound. Like, there's, like, a folk element, too. And I'm just like, what are you doing? What is this? You know? And so it's a little hard to believe the narrative, you know? Like, it's not that I think it sounds bad. Like, everybody playing is, like, able to perform their part. It's just hard. It's hard to suspend your disbelief with this record. I see that. I totally see that. Well, and they call it Baroque Right, like Baroque pop, Baroque pop. and isn't yes. Baroque art kind of like the over-the-top fucking yeah. gilded gold, like exactly. And so you get that vocally here with like, oh fuck it, put a harpsichord in and just go to the edge with it. I thought it was interesting that you that you called it that because like I I get that, but I was like I also think of like the zombies as yeah, Baroque right. pop, and I'm like that like is later much more successful. Yeah. <laughs> like, but if you had a chill semi-gothy version of Baroque pop. Baroque goth crooner, like Cro- vocal crooner. What? What? what crooner core. Crooner core. <laughs> there you go. But that's, do you think they're like battling? Uh, it's called croak. <laughs> right now we're listening to a hero of the war, and this was the one specifically that gave me the goth Neil Diamond vibes. Okay. Oh, I yeah. hear that. I hear that. Well, this yeah. is uh, Scott Walker's version of Metallica's one. Ah, okay. It's about a military uh, hero who comes back and can't use his arms or legs. And oh, I thought he couldn't use them because he was dead. Oh. No. I could oh, be wrong, dead? but in the lyrics, they they refer to his mom showing people his medals and his mom showing people his gun, but they can't 
shake his hand because he can't use his hands or feet. Oh, because like, oh, he's a g- g- ghost. Oh, that would make more sense. I thought he was just. Uh, like he already came home in a pine yeah, box. Right. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was wounded. I mean, he wouldn't be taking Maybe his medals out with his teeth and be like, "Look at Ryan Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah, he he's can't. stepped on a landmine yeah. in enemy territory. One way or another, what a bad time at the war. It has yeah. some pretty great and horrible advice in this song, like. Yeah, uh, show his gun to all the children in the street. I doubt that. I, I heard that line, but like head shot up. Like, wait, what? I liked a lot of this record. Uh, like, I'm not fully on board with the whole thing, but I kind of I, I see what he's going for, and I kind of dig what he's going for. And it definitely had some standout songs for me. Oh, there's the Dweebas. Uh, <laughs> I like Seven Seal. I really like the old man's back again. Yeah, that was that was one of my. I favorites. like that one too. That's yeah. the only song that I knew going into this. Uh, I'd heard it on like a mix somewhere, and uh, it caught my ear at that point when I heard it, uh, like bookended by a different artist, and it was cool to hear on this. I thought I thought Duchess, the song right after it, was really cool. I wrote a cool love jam, and then I also wrote it. It sounds like it, it could have been melodically. It sounds like it could have been like a cover of a Bob Dylan tune, even though I know he wrote it. He's got a style, and it's like, it's pretty distinctive. I was gonna say too, I I mean, I like a lot of the later people that were probably inspired like this, like like Pulp, obviously, Boy. we talked about mm-hmm. before, which is directly Morrissey, um, all those sort of like You think like Morphine? Neo-crooners. Mm-hmm. What? Morrissey? It's morphine? Yeah. I can see that yeah. a bit. Yeah. Throw some Barry Sacks on there. Yeah. I mean, definitely what he's... He, yeah, he's got a deep baritone like that. Also your Roxy music. Oh, yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Brian Ferry. Brian Ferry. All over this shit. Yeah. So I could definitely see where this would lie within importance mm-hmm. of transitioning from the early, what, Frank Sinatra, ba-da-ba-doobie. Mm-hmm. But I think what's so odd about yeah. it is that it's, like, so close to that yeah. at the same time that it's, like, pushing into the 70s. Yeah. And I think, like, it, it, I think that's what throws it off for me is, like, the that disjointed quality of, like, yes, like, all those people sing with a lower voice and, like, have a crooner style, but he... Is just crooning. Like, he's yeah. not... Is this the rap rock <laughs> of, of the late 60s? A little bit. Is this yeah. our, uh, yeah, our like... Onyx Biohazard POD moment? <laughs> he's just not... He's not, like, changing the style. He's just changing the music behind it. He's doing the vocal style... He's doing a vocal style that's been done for a long time, and the music underneath it has changed. I, I think that's what makes the it The lyrics, sounds... I would say, too. That, that's yeah. true, yeah. yeah. But, but I just think that's, like... You know, for for better or worse, I think that's what's happening is that like he's singing in a style that's been popular for a long time. The kid uh, rock of yesteryear. But he's got this like this song has a bit of like a like almost like a Serge Gainsbourg quality oh, yeah, of course. to the to the music. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. And this was my favorite track as well, The Old Man's Back Again. Yeah. But like and it's it, you see the future more. Like you see like music that that more and more fans of are familiar with. Um, when you hear this song, and it, it kind of clicks a little more, like what what this guy's doing. Um, but you know, just kind of like, just kind of interesting to like hear how straightforward a crooner he's doing it. Mm-hmm. But unlike Kid Rock or Body Count or Onyx, the people at the time 
didn't want to hear him blend no. these styles. Like, is this this album was deleted, right? Well, yep. I don't, it, it, it deleted. Yeah, basically so, taken off the catalog. The catalog. Wow. Yeah. Are, are you sure it's this one or not a different one? We're going to be talking They're about. They're both tonight? deleted, I think. Yeah, I know this one. So he, it wasn't originally released under his stage name Scott Walker. Yeah. It was released under his birth name, and they deleted that and reissued it uh. under Scott Walker. Because it wasn't selling well, but part of that I'm sure is fans are confused. They don't know it's the same dude, right? Because all of a sudden it's got a different name on oh, it. What is his birth name? Forgot he tweetouts on this one too. <laughs> oh, yeah, he yeah, yeah. tweetouts. Yeah. It, what is his? It's like Noel. Something. Noel Scott. Uh, no Scott uh, Engel. Yeah. Uh, not Scott Walker. No. But even when it came out as Scott Walker, it still didn't sell very much. Yeah. Yeah, and, and what I mean, what is the term to be deleted? Like, it's to be removed from the catalog, even though you may have it in stock, as if it is out of stock. And right. like, to not re like, to just basically not allow it. It's not available to be ordered yeah. by a record store. Yeah. Yep. Back in Town it refers to the 1968 Warsaw Pact invasion of Czechoslovakia. Is that what it's about? Yep. That's funny. I wrote popular. Right, right here. What is it about? <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, po popular themes yeah. In, in music. Yeah. Uh, and I have a little fun fact here before we get into opinions. <gasps> On May 8th, 2006, Scott Walker released The Drift, his new album in 11 years, continuing his surreal, menacing... Uh, abstract approach to music. It featured jarring contrast between loud and quiet sections, but the album also had unnerving sound effects such as the distress braying of a donkey, a demonic Donald Duck impersonation, and an orchestral percussionist punching a large cut of meat. Oh boy. <laughs> Lyrical subjects include torture, disease, the relationship, and eventual shared death of Mussolini and his mit mistress. The conflation of the 9-11 attacks with a nightmare shared by Elvis Presley and his dead twin brother, Jesse. Are we going to get to that album? No, we will not. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, I want to hear that. Punching meat. Punching meat. <laughs> yeah. Just like Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a Foley effect. That's, yeah, right exactly. Just yeah. A, yeah, he, was a, he hired a but Foley artist. Yeah. <laughs> he hired a, uh, a percussionist to... To do it, yeah. so I, I would. He's on board it. with it. I would have done it. Get the Boston Philharmonic. Just get in there and all right, Scott. Wreck that meat. Wreck that meat. So I'm gonna say I'm neutral on this album. I I found some of the stuff uh, fun to listen to, and some not so much. It didn't. It was just kind of there for me. It. W I don't know. Maybe I'll listen to a few songs uh, later on or put them back on. But yeah, it was just kind of like. Duh. It didn't blow my hair back. I, I really did like the um, uh, the production quality. Like, yeah, I, I, I like that dripping with smarm like aspect of everything that was going on. But ultimately, you know, I 
I, I wouldn't recommend this yeah. <laughs> to, to anyone. I, I, I'd go neutral. Yeah. There, there, if, I, if ever a, uh, a time came to make a mixtape or CD, you know, I might be able to like scrape something off of this, but not really my jam. Neutral for me too, but like with really like no malice, you know, or or like nothing really bugged me, and and the, there are moments I like. Um, I just think like it's it's just very it's just an odd odd sound at times. I think it, it it works really well, but there's just like always a little something. There's always a little something that pulls me out of it. Um, I do think though. I do think like using like half a song in a movie I, w- I would I would notice the song I think the right placement I would hear it and I would be like this is cool and then like like I could see somebody getting into him be- because they saw a good placement and they fade out and change scenes before the before three bops yeah, yeah exactly but, yeah. but like that old man's back again would make I mean you there's so many movies that that would suit really well and I'm sure it's been used somewhere but like eh, I just think that would be a great application yeah because it's got it's got personality you know, you got to give it credit for that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a neutral. I, I agree. There's no strong negatives. The songs don't run on too long. They're well made, but uh, there's just nothing to to say that you'd throw that song on again. And and maybe if there was some trimming, yeah, like if you could take the last minute and a half off uh, "Old Man's Back Again," like it would be a pretty groovy song. It's really just like. 10 seconds. I, I don't know. The like scatting, the, like 10 seconds of scatting feels out. like three hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind too much. It doesn't bug me that much, but it's an odd choice. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be giving it a modest good. Uh, I, I like more of this than I dislike. Uh, I, I like more of the songs than I dislike, and I like more of the, the sonic aspects of it than, than I dislike. If I was going to give it a letter grade, I'd probably give it like a I don't know, a B. I like how you're know? doing everything except our actual ratings. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said good, like, what, positive, neutral, yeah, yeah, negative, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. modest, just, positive. Uh, okay. It's sneaking in the positive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, 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 like, he like hit the crossbars and it, it tipped in his favor. Okay, okay. Yeah. I get it. Okay. All right. right on. Next time we'll be uh, talking about The Stooges, oh. self-titled album. All right, thanks, y'all. It's your bicycle bells And your Rembrandt swells Your children alive And still breathing And your look of lost When you're coming across Makes me feel like a thief When you're bleeding